Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said, cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, thank you very much, Rick Regan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show coming to you live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and WQEE. Shout out, Rhino Radio. We got a little bit of everything for you today. We'll prove again why we're the golden corral of sports talk. A little bit of everything for everybody, and it's all delicious. Coming up on the program today in moments, Darren Moose DuPont. He is at the Canada Winter Games. We've got NHL reporter Julie Stewart-Bings. Wed Clark says she's working, doing some work for the Rangers now. I ran into her down here at the All-Star Game. She was doing uh, events there. ESPN Fox Sports alum. Yeah, you know her. JSB will be with us. Toronto product, by the way, from Sirius XM NHL Radio, Scott Laughlin and Serena Taylor wasn't done dropping bombs yesterday. She's going to come on here an hour or two and have more fun as we talk a lot of hockey. Darren Moose DuPont is with us and uh, Moose to get to the obligatory preamble out of the way. I won't ask you how you're doing because I know you're doing all, always great. But you said out there in PEI at the Canada Winter Games, it's hockey, hockey, hockey. That's the buzz. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's awesome uh, out here. Well, first, I mean, Canada games, the hockey is the signature event. I mean, the gold medal game and the boys okay. uh, capped off week one. And then just that's all they want to talk about. You know, when, when we're mingling around and they know that I'm on this program, it's what's going on with the NHL trade. Who's going to make the, the next big trade? Are they finally done yet? So when's the trade deadline? So uh, it's like it's dominating all the headlines, which is kind of cool. Well, I, I know. And we got to tell people to just woo back up the truck for a second. I've had to tell myself that. But tomorrow, when it is the NHL trade deadline day, we're going to have uh, some special goodies for you on tomorrow's show, plus a football Friday with some great guests. But today, it's all about what's the latest. And uh, I'll say this. Yeah, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? LFG. To some... To some of the comments here, 902-518-3033 is the number to join us. The discussion is ours rolls along today. If you happen to be watching on the YouTube streams, you can write in there. Mark Zosel watching in Melfort, where we're very big in Saskatchewan, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Mark Zosel says tomorrow's trade deadline shows are going to be quiet. Uh, they will, and we'll get into that in a second. But first, some leftovers from Wednesday night. These aren't all the games, but these are some of them. Connor McDavid had two goals and a helper, giving him his fifth consecutive multi-goal game. And the Edmonton Oilers thumped the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2. It's the first player to do it since Alex McGillney in 1993. Dawson Mercer had a goal and three helpers. Thomas Tatar had a goal and two assists. And the New Jersey Devils upset Colorado 7-5. Miro Heiskanen ended a 19-game goal drought by scoring the winning goal early in the third, and the Dallas Stars rallied from a two-goal first-period deficit to beat the Arizona Coyotes 4-2, and that's where I'm going to leave it for last night's games. I watched a lot of the Oilers and Leafs, Darren, and I don't know where you and Clark stand on that game, but I believe that the Oilers skated circles around them. What did it get out to? 3-0, I think, in the first period? Bingo. The Oilers barely broke a sweat. Yeah, I don't know what was wrong with the Leafs last night. And again, you're out in PEI, so it was a very late start for you, but I'm sure you've done some investigating. What happened at Rogers' place last night? 
Oilers were the better team last night. As simple as that. By far. And they're a very good hockey team. Now the Leafs have made some moves, and you got to need some time to, to gel with a little bit of what's going on. But this has always been a big type of rivalry now, East versus West, Oilers versus Leafs, Matthews versus McDavid, who's better, all of that. The fan bases hate each other now. It's become a really good rivalry in the NHL. <sighs> far much more, like when the Leafs go into Calgary, it's not going to be nearly the same atmosphere. I mean, you got a lot of, you'll have a lot of Leaf fans, but I've been in those games in Edmonton. I mean, it's Oilers versus Leafs. It's 50-50 fans. It is like a playoff series. And typically, these are the games you get. I've been to games where the Leafs skate circles around the Oilers and the Oilers skate circles around the Leafs, but uh, they were the better team last night, that's for sure. Okay, well, you make a really good point on the, all of that. Um, I was talking with some football guys down here. This is what sets us apart from the other shows. And one of them might be watching right now. His name's Matt. And uh, I was saying, you know, this GM, this is pro football, but it relates to hockey. I said, this GM was whining about that the fans want them to win every game. And I'm like, this is pro football. Of course you should win every game. And uh, it was actually another, I don't mind saying, it was George Cortez. You know George. In a, yep. in a separate conversation, he's like, well, Rod, what he means there is, yeah, the fans want to win every game, but they're not going to win every game. And I'm like, okay, when you put it like that, George, that's why he's such a great coach. You know, he can dumb it down for guys like me. So the Leafs went in there. They got spanked. They got the, to use the Craig McTavish term, they had their pants pulled down and got a spanking. But I guess it's just one game. And if the Leafs and Orders met in the playoffs, which it would take the Stanley Cup for that to do it, if the Orders schooled them, schooled them then, I know you're not going to be saying, well, they were just the better team. You'd be a hell of a lot more furious than you are right now so uh, i get it i get it and thank you george cortez for that i hope one day i think of this often that i'm the guy offering the sage advice to young dummies like me and my forefathers and i think that's coming speaking of uh perry shockey is watching in lethbridge on game plus television perry s hockey and he writes that and he says hot rod when are you back in cowtown and is your serena gonna be on the show serena taylor Yes, I will be with the program starting March 13th, Monday at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. No, Serena will not be on the show from there. I don't think. We're kind of going month by month here, but as it stands now, no. But Chuck, she'll be with us an hour or two. So, yeah. So, where's my bell? This trade thing uh, again. I said long ago that when I lay my head down on the pillow at night, my mind starts to get worried about what are we going to talk about tomorrow? And then I've realized just you'll be fine. <laughs> There'll be so much go down by showtime on Thursday or the next day. There'll be lots to talk about. So Darren Totter Bertuzzi, this is the latest. He's going to the NHL best Boston Bruins, the latest Stanley Cup contender to strike a deal in the loaded Eastern Conference. The Bruins acquired Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings today for a top 10 projected first round pick in 2024 and a fourth rounder in 2025. Detroit's retaining half of Bertuzzi's salary for the rest of this season. That's just the latest. The Bruins are already on pace for the best regular season in hockey history. They've also acquired defenseman Dmitry Orlov and forward Garnet Hathaway from Washington. And uh, following nearly a dozen trades getting done Tuesday, more than a handful more with playoff implications were completed Wednesday. I don't know where you'll want to start. It's a lot. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I would say for Boston, look at, don't get swept up in this. Everybody is making moves to try and compete yeah. with you. You've set the standard. So I don't think you need to worry about tinkering too much. Now, bringing in Bertuzzi makes your team better. Makes your team better. So, great. But I wouldn't be making a whole lot of moves if I was the Boston Bruins. But, yeah, it's just been a lot. It's been head spinning. It's been a lot of moves at the deadline. And we got to need some time here to see how the dust is going to settle. You make a very good point about the Bruins. You get in that race, any race, and it's like, <gasps> they're gaining. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, but I thought the Leafs made too many changes. But I'll tell you what, that McCabe looked really good on their blue line last night. He looks like he'd played there all year. Yeah, But they still got spanked. Um, to be honest, the Leafs were all over them in the early going. I would say for the first five, ten minutes. Uh, and then the orders just like, no, not in our house. And it looked like a really fun atmosphere there in Rogers Arena. And Louis DeBrusque mentioned that on the broadcast. It just looked like a hell of a lot of fun. And it was for the order fans who went home with a very lopsided victory. Now, just sprinkling in comments from our viewers. Uh, Good morning, RP peeps from Kevin the Medium. He says we missed JT Miller in our poll. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who is the best trade piece left available? And the options are, if I may, you want to say them in my ear, Clark? Colton Pareko, Jonathan Quick, Brock Besser, and John Klingberg. There are the four. Anaheim's, well, yeah, John Klingberg, Colton Pareko, Jonathan Quick, and Brock Besser. So we got one Canuck in there, Kevin. But listen, I get it. Look at Nashville. And tonight I'll be around the Nashville guys. I might see Trotsy here at the game. And I want to, you know, they're doing it right. They're not pussyfooting around. As my mom would say, got rid of Tanner Janot, got rid of Grandland. They're getting rid of everybody. There's a wholesale there. And Vancouver, like, what if you get stuck with Besser and you don't move him? San Jose saying they're not going to move Eric Carlson now. Like, are you in or are you out? You can't just be a little bit pregnant. You know, it, Nashville knows what they're doing. They never won a Stanley Cup yet under David Poyle, but maybe Trotsy will bring one there. Trevor in Winnipeg says the Jets went half in. Well, again, it's not Friday yet. So we'll kick this all around. Uh, Moose, anything else uh, on the trades before we move on? No, but, the, well, just, yeah, there's some pieces left. We'll see what happens. It took Jacob Chikrin a long time before you know, Arizona decided to do something there, 18 months or something like that. So be patient, but there's still, I think, a few more moves that are going to come in between now and the deadline. My guy, Jeff Pearson from the Days In. By the way, it's 11-11. Your time. No, not in PEI. Central. So Jeff from the Days In uh, texted me this morning, and he goes, okay. Your Panthers and my Washington Capitals each have 66 points. And he's made me a bet for who finishes higher. And I said, oh, you're on. What is he? What are we betting? Oh, a Tower Pizza. Jeff's special Tower Pizza at the Tower. Because Tower Pizza is king. So we got a bet going. And tonight, as I said to you uh, when we chatted earlier, I'm so happy to be able to go and watch NHL hockey live tonight. The Nashville Predators, or what's left of them, will be here in Florida to take on 
Paul Maurice's Panthers. Can't wait. Uh, going to move on. Well, <laughs> believe me, we're going to get to enough hockey later with Julie Stewart-Binks, Serena Taylor, Scott Laughlin. Uh, in Sarasota, Florida on Wednesday, Phil Clark hit a solo homer to drive in the game-winning run as the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Baltimore Orioles 2-1. In spring training, Rob Brantley put the Jays ahead with an RBI double in the fourth before Clark doubled the lead with a drive to center field in the eighth. Blue Jays starter Yusei Kikuchi pitched a two, uh, pitched two no-hit innings, striking out two and walking one. Zach Thompson followed and picked up the win with three strikeouts over two scoreless innings while surrendering no hits or walks. Blue Jays host the Pittsburgh Pirates Thursday. Feels like something you get very excited about, but we're not going to today on March 2nd. Uh, we got two football notes I want to get to in the time. We got a lot of time to do it here. You are far closer to Brett Boyko than me. I know him. Played in the NFL with the Eagles, ran a few teams, played in, I believe, Alliance of American Football with the San Diego Fleet, which, by the way, I love that team name. I love that team name, the San Diego Fleet. Anyways, Brett Boyko had a cup of coffee and a donut with his home province, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Did you see today, because I had a text, I'm assuming this has been reported, Brett Boyko is signed with Orlando of the XFL. Guys spent a lot of time with the CFL's BC Lions, NFL, yeah. as I just mentioned, and now he's uh, going to Orlando of the XFL. What are your thoughts on that? Because you know him personally far better than I do. I think it's a great move. You know, Brett's a guy who's had to deal with some injury issues, and teams are a little bit nervous to take a chance on him. He's a guy with NFL talent um, to be a really great lineman in the Canadian Football League. But again, injuries have been an issue. Getting on the field and getting another chance and getting back to health. He's also got a young family things like that. So I think, you know what, here's a kid who wants to play, going to go down, and if he gets on the field and plays well, he's a name people are familiar with. So if he goes out there and they say, oh, he checks out, looks like he's healthy, looks like it's this, I've talked to the strength coach, everything seems to be all systems go and it removes the risk, I think there'll be teams knocking at his door before long. Well, good for him. Uh, I'm with you. He's made that NFL money. And, uh, hey, ride it till the wheels fall off. You keep playing, Brett. Last I heard, he was living in Las Vegas. Uh, but obviously was staying in shape. And maybe for my favorite XFL team, the Orlando Guardians, we're 0-2. He can be the missing link on that offensive line. By the way, from the cheap seats, from our viewers... BW in Edmonton says, I thought so with Rod wearing the Nashville colors today. Good morning, RP squad. Yeah, I'm wearing uh, whatever this is, a, a mix of orange and yellow and blue, but that's just by chance. Uh, here's a little thing. We get, regularly get messages from people all across North America that I've walked into a restaurant or I've walked into a bar and there's Rod and Moose on the television. They've got it on the Game Plus TV. I, I want to wear a shirt that pops out. More often than not, if I can. So it just happens to be Nashville colors. Uh, wasn't by design. Uh, Allie in Texarkana says, Good morning, Rod Squad. Really wish Dallas could get Klinger back in Dallas. They can have Suter. Klinger. <laughs> Immediately my mind flashed to MASH. Jamie Farr, the character who ran around in women's clothing all the time. I, I, d different Klinger. Derek Richards writes in and says, does anyone else think the Jets are only a Nino away from winning the cup? 
Uh, they got a lot more to figure out than Nino Niederreiter. But the last two days, we've talked about the Winnipeg Jets. You're lucky, Winnipeg. You're welcome, Winnipeg. Pet Sean Reynolds on and Hustler. It ain't Jets TV today. Uh, Randy from Winnipeg says, Ekholm looked good for the Oilers last night. Everybody looked good for the Oilers last night. They really did. Here's one, Moose. Oh, we have, we're out of time on this segment. When we come back, I want to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, who had to leave the NFL Combine to face charges in his home of Athens, Georgia. Listen up, Brian O'Radio. We're coming to your town next. There's some controversy around imports at the Briar. Okay? I don't know if you saw that, as it gets ready to roll in London, Ontario this week. The Argos, well, they're in the news. We're going to talk a little dub hub. We've got a lot to get to, so sit tight, everybody. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Because it's a heave-ho. hi oh, Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. We're halfway through the Quick 6 Show topics here in the warm-up of today's RP Show. We can bring Darren Moose DuPont back in. He is at the Canada Winter Games in beautiful Prince Edward Island. Uh, just sprinkling in a couple of viewer comments. Jeff Caldwell in Redmond, Oregon is watching on Game Plus TV. He says, I'm definitely considering traveling from Oregon to Smashville for the draft. I swear, man, we should be a, like we're like a tour company here. I, I, I hope you weren't just whistling <laughs> Dixie or blowing smoke. There are people that want to join us at the NHL draft uh, 2023 here with Connor Bedard going number one overall to whomever it's going to be. 
how what are the chances of this actually happening like you know us hosting a sports trip there decent like like decent like the work's being done to put it together so um it's it now comes down to availabilities and things like that good news is we got plenty of lead time so the next step will probably be gathering we've got the info next week We'll be taking a little bit more of your temperature on this, so uh, stay tuned. We'll probably talk about it again on Monday. Okay, you're on top of it. That's all I wanted to know. Uh, from from Chris Lee, writes in, says, Ho, from Sweden, love your show. Do we need a Swedish flag? This is kind of like a Swedish flag, what I'm wearing. Is ho a Swedish word? Because it, it is around here, but it doesn't mean hello. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-dum, boom. Ba-dum, boom. Where's John Ohm, by the way? Uh, WQEE, Rock, Ryan O'Radio, the RP Show, King Rod, Top Gun, and Serena again. She'll be with us an hour, too. So uh, be ready for that. So backing up the bus here. There, I'm seeing a lot of this talk on uh, social media about this. Georgia Bulldogs defensive tackle Jalen Carter turned himself into Athens police last night and was released 16 minutes later after posting a combined bond of $4,000 on charges of reckless driving and racing in relation to a fatal crash that killed a teammate and a team staffer. Why I'm reading this? Hang on. Everybody seems to have an opinion on this. According to athens Clark County Jail Records, which, of course, is a suburb of uh, Atlanta, Carter turned himself in nearly mid- at near midnight last night. He was released 16 minutes later, posting a bond of $2,500 on the racing charge, $1,500 on the reckless driving. Carter projected as one of the top players in next month's NFL draft. He could go number one overall, Darren. Left the combine in Indianapolis ye- yesterday after being informed that he'd been charged. The arrest uh, warrant alleges Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition driven by the recruiting staffer, 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, which led to the wreck. LaCroix was killed in the crash. The player, Jalen Carter, said on his Twitter account Wednesday, he expects to be fully exonerated. The crash happened just hours after the Bulldogs celebrated their second straight national championship with a parade and ceremony. Um, And the cops said in the arrest warrant, they were driving in a manner consistent with racing at 2.30 a.m. So my question to you and to the viewers is, are you drafting him? A great question. A great question. And I don't know. That's the short answer. I think if you have any questions at all about somebody's character or about you know bringing somebody into your organization i think you have to potentially look at somebody else and i'm not saying this kid's a bad apple or a bad character and we all you know run into mistakes we all celebrate different ways some people have too much to drink some people do want to go street racing you do your own thing whatever you have to know what you're getting into with the kid is this the only issue um is this something that's a (laughs) character issue or was it a one-time mistake you know, I'm not really sure what the issue is here um, completely and how much legal ramifications are we looking at. So there's a lot to be sorted out here. And, and definitely uh, you want as few red flags as possible, obviously, when you're looking at drafting somebody in the top 10. There are teams that won't draft a player 
based on this, there are teams that will draft a player based on that. Like there's no, there's no one way to do it successfully, or everybody would do it. You know what I mean? And, you know, having a dad that worked in this NHL for 26 years as a scout, having been around the block a few times myself, there are teams that just won't draft a player if there are any questions whatsoever. But as you say, what's to say he's a bad kid? It didn't say anywhere that alcohol was involved in the crash, and I would suggest if it was, we didn't know. It would have been in the arrest warrant. Have you ever raced on the street or a grid road? Have you? Because I have. I'll point it right. I have. Of course. Of course. I mean, right. not, not fast and the furious racing at that type of speed, but you kind of you know you, you do things like that once like i it happens when you're a kid or when you're celebrating um god knows i've done enough crazy things that maybe i wish i hadn't have done back in the day um does it make you know is it a character thing that's the biggest issue is it a character thing or did a kid make a mistake and you know do something he shouldn't shouldn't have been doing well that's what that's- is up to the teams to figure out Maybe that would have been a good poll question, by the way, today. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow on a football Friday. Would you draft Jalen Carter? I think I would. Top defensive tackle in the draft. National champion Georgia Bulldog. By the way, updating the poll question. We've got a lot of people tuned in for the first time here today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who is the best trade piece still available in the National Hockey League in advance of Friday's draft? And again, say it with me, Clark. Brock Besser, Colton Pareko. John Klingberg, Jonathan Quick. Right. Who's leading? Who's leading? Brock Besser. Well, Vancouver, prove to us that you know what you're doing and get rid of Brock Besser pronto. By the way, Julie Stewart-Binks coming up, Scott Laughlin and Serena Taylor to talk all of this uh, hockey stuff later on. Moving on, I want your take on this. Point five, Brad Gushu's team is back at the Tim Hortons Briar in London, Ontario as defending champions. They'll have to change their residency situation, though, or roster makeup next season if they need to qualify to return for the uh, Provincials. A successful title defense at Budweiser Gardens would ensure they come back as Team Canada. But if they don't do that and they got to go through their home province, uh, they're going to have a problem. Under current rules, only one import player is allowed per team. The others must be bona fide residents of the same province or territory or have birthright status. However, Gushu's team has two players who are not based in Newfoundland. Gushu and Vice Mark Nichols live in St. John's. But newcomer E.J. Harnden lives in Sault Ste. Marie. And lead Jeff Walker is an Edmonton resident. A Curling Canada clarification on the issue was provided in the media guide, the competitor guide, issued to teams leading up to the Briar. And in a copy of it sent to the Canadian press, the National Sport Organization, uh, Curling Canada, said... A review found there is not total clarity around residency requirements for Team Canada. I actually have time for this discussion for a variety of reasons not the least of which is me wanting to live wherever i want and ply my trade why can't curlers do that i had a great chat we got to get rachel holman on the air and we've had her on before we have the same speaker manager by the way she said why the why the hell do we have to be restricted to where we live uh that's my that's that would be another great poll question but who cares who literally cares do you yeah, think about yeah, a it. little bit? I think it's time we talked a about little it. bit. You do? I know a little, a little bit, you know, and this is something where 
you're you're representing your province. It's funny. I ran at here at the Canada Games. I ran into a guy by the name of Andrew Fitchner. Mama's ears just perked up. Kid I graduated high school with. I haven't seen him since 2005. His wife works. His partner works for his uh, mission staff for Team Manitoba. They live in Winnipeg. And he's wearing Manitoba gear. I'm like, Andrew, what are you doing wearing Manitoba gear? You're from Saskatchewan. Traitor. Right? And he's, Traitor. He's like, I live in Winnipeg now. He's like, I'm from Winnipeg. When I have people ask where I'm from now, I'm from Winnipeg. And it's kind of funny. So you have that attachment. But he also feels the attachment to Saskatchewan. And he could easily put on the Saskatchewan jacket and go to town. I think either of those are okay. But just to say, look at uh, Northern Ontario doesn't have any good curlers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there and compete for them, but I've got no attachment to that province. You know what I mean? I, that I don't like because now you're losing a little bit of that provincial side of it. And you're going to lose what if I a said lot this? of what makes curling Stop. great. We can actually argue this a little bit. I'm, I'm a little surprised that you care this much about it, but it's fine. It's good for the debate. But... Canadian status to play in the Canadian Football League used to be you had to live in Canada for six years of your life way back. Now it's just to have a mom who might have set foot in Canada. You're a Canadian player to play in the CFL. No, actually, it's if you're, one of your parents has a Canadian passport, blah, 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 blah. But who really cares? Like, look at me. I'm as, as have been called, as you know, as Saskatchewan as a wheat field. That's always going to be me. Can we not as a curling association, say, if you lived in X province for six years, 12 years, whatever, I lived there for 48 freaking years, 47 years, but I don't anymore. You're going to tell me I'm not Saskatchewan or can't represent Saskatchewan? Seriously? And no. I go back to Rachel Holman. If, if, if you had that distinction that you have to have lived in that province or have some tie, then you can represent that province. Oh, or, you know, look at Ben Hebert, our good friend Ben Hebert, formerly of Team Cooey and now with Team Botcher. He did do the right thing. He moved to Alberta. It's worked out great for him. So he's complying by the rules. But basically what Rachel Holman said, wait, we're pro-athletes. Why can we not come together for spiels, championships, playdowns, and then live somewhere else the rest of the year? Give me a break. Yeah, I think like when you look at the spiels and stuff, that's where it's going. Create your super team and your team home and you're not team Ontario. I think for the national championship, it's a little different. And I think that's the side of it. You're either living in Alberta, like Ben Hebert, for example. You're either living in Alberta and competing for Alberta or he's from Saskatchewan. So he should be able to put on the Saskatchewan flag. Those would be the options. He's from Saskatchewan. He's living in Alberta. So those would be his two options. He wouldn't be able to compete for the Yukon and say, oh, they, they're not very good in UConn, always finishing in the bottom. I'm going to go compete for UConn because I know I don't have to play against Cooey. I know I'm instantly going to get into the, into the briar and win. That, I think, is the problem. But where you're from and where you live, I well, think they are gotta, two places that make sense. They got to do something. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says that's how Alex Singleton qualified as a Canadian. Now with the Denver Broncos. Robin and Prince Albert says, do you see them changing the format for each province to compete to the top 12 to 14 teams and drop the province tag? Uh, well, that's up to them. They sh I don't believe they should do that. I just think they should change how you qualify to play for a province. Um, from a Andre, he says, it's funny because the public views curlers as very mild, but they're super wild party people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Every... Everybody can be Andre. From Dan, the order man, he says, nah, it's where you live. Period. 
says you. Um, and, uh, two quick things. Saskatoon Blades announcing that they're setting an all-time attendance record. I think it's March 13th when the Regina Pats come to town. I'll say it again. The Blades aren't setting the record. Connor Bedard is. Thank you. And from the Canadian Football League today, the Toronto Argonauts announced they have re-signed Canadian running back Andrew Harris. He's 35 years of age. He has won three consecutive Grey Cups. This guy put him right in the hall. Four Grey Cup titles overall, five CFL All-Star nominations, six West Division All-Stars, Most Outstanding Canadian Award, Grey Cup MVP, Bravo Andrew Harris, Bravo Toronto Argonauts. Moose, I think your work here is done today. Thanks. Hope you had fun. Awesome. Always a blast. Enjoy the rest of the day. Yes, it is. Coming up next, Julie Stewart-Banks from Sports New York TV. Talk about all this NHL. It's the RP Show. We are live on Game Plus TV. WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk, 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. What a fantastic day. Game day here in South Florida. Panthers on the Nashville tonight. Can't wait to be at that one. By the way, Clark, we got a, sh a text has come in on the 902 line from the Edwards boys. They said they're on the road. They're watching right now. They sent a photo. They're on the way to Calgary to watch the Leafs. And uh, they sent a photo from last night's game at Edmonton. We can put it up next segment if you want. You've got plenty of time. Uh, Perry Shockey watching down in Lethbridge. A big hockey day. Ten more games tonight. But Julie Stewart-Binks joins us from New York right now. You know her. You love her. I'm looking at her Twitter bio. Uh, Sports New York TV, NBC Sports, uh, Fubo TV. There's a lot of things. JSB, nice to make your acquaintance again. How are you, girl? I'm doing well. Thanks, Rod. I feel like you had to just get a refresher reminder of where I'm at these days because it, it has changed a lot over the years since my wonderful glory days at CTV Regina, of which I think <laughs> about all the time. And I do have to tell you, Rod, I was looking through some old broadcasts the other night and you were on one where we had interviewed you when you had switched jobs. And that was about maybe 20. 11 or 2013 it was between the 2011 2012 2013 era but mm -hmm. um and i actually have to clip it off and show you but i it was when i was looking for um a piece i put out about luke shen giving advice to morgan riley who had yet to play his first game in the nhl and he'd been drafted by the leafs and now morgan riley played 700 games last night in edmonton and that is one way to make yourself feel old but I had to say I was reminded <laughs> of you just going back through old broadcasts. Say, say, so I don't know. I'll send that to you. I don't know if I want to see it or not. And I don't know if you want to talk about the Leafs game last night. But we, we will. One thing that hasn't changed is JSB's at Leafs fan. But please give me your recap of the NHL All-Star Weekend festivities. What a wonderful time it was running into each other at FLA Live Arena. Yes, as I, I said to you in person, it just felt like you were Kevin Costner coming out of the cornfield and Field of Dreams. I was just yeah. staring, looking at a wall, I guess. And then Rod just suddenly appeared. And I hadn't oh. seen you in so long in the flesh. Years, years. And it was, it was a wonderful surprise. We had a quick catch up as we watched what was 
a really sort of confusing skills competition of which you need a degree in to try to decipher what was going on. But it, you know, all-star was wonderful as for myself, I'm in New York. I work for SNY Sportsnet New York, tons of tri-state guys there. So I convinced them, which is a Mets network to cover hockey. And it was great. Cause then that was also the week that Bo Horvat was traded to a uh, sorry, Vancouver Canucks fans, but to the Islanders, we were able to talk with him. And all around, it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was exciting, but it was also really challenging to cover that event, I found. Just like going from the beach where everything was to then the rink. And then there's, a, there's just a lot going on. And so you have to have like your itinerary set ready to go for battle essentially that day because there's just so much. You got to pick your spots. You can't cover everything. But all in all, great to be able to like talk with some of these huge all-stars when for the last while, we haven't haven't been in a locker room because of COVID for years. Yeah. Well, uh, it was like Dr. Seuss planned the skills competition. That's what I think. Um, so the least... <laughs> like a two-year-old planned Listen. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The Oilers skated right. circles around the Leafs last night. I did not expect that. What was your read on that game and all the trades? Okay, well, first of all, I I guess like maybe the East Coast bias, right? Like we see a lot of East Coast games over here. I'm watching Rangers, I'm watching Devils, I'm, I'm watching a lot of East Coast stuff. When I'm seeing the the Oilers, I was I was a bit surprised, maybe not, but like they're that they're just they were just so good. They were just an, a tier above. And I put out some tweet that was kind of like, you know, everyone in the East uh, stockpiling assets, trades, like getting all like the arms race that we know that's going on. And the Oilers just being like, you know, like have fun basically, because you're going to, whoever's out there could potentially meet us in the Stanley cup final. And we're going to toast you guys. And so seeing them last night, seeing Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on the power play. And then Zach Hyman, who of course was a Leafs favorite, you know, he decided to leave, but still hurts as a Leafs fan. And then just seeing the depth from, uh, from, the, from the Oilers. And, and that's, they are a scary good team. We know that the Leafs, like they're, they were having some new guys debut last night, Jake McCabe and Lafferty and, and these guys that are, are coming in. And, and, you know, it's just getting to the system. So a lot of these games, I don't take, I take it with a grain of salt because it's like getting them, getting new guys back in and new first day of school. Both those guys took a penalty. But what I will say is uh, the elephant in the room is goaltending for the Leafs and has been and will be until it is figured out. I was listening to Sportsnet and they said, you know, Matt Murray's really good at playing at home and not so much on the road. Or it was Sam Samsonov. I forget which one it was. I love him. This is analysis with me. It's like drunk history sometimes. It was one or the other. And then they suggested that, oh, well, one guy could play on the road and one guy could play at home. And it's like, that's that's not really how it works. Like, what if one guy gets injured and then he has to play on the road and you've created this odd system? So I don't know. Throughout the entire trade deadline, especially looking at the Leafs, I've always been like, okay, so uh, any goaltenders out there want to come here? Especially with the fact that Matt Murray's coming back off of injury. What's he going to be like? And seeing Jonathan Quick and that whole mess that happened with the Kings, which I think was really disrespectful for him after he's won them two cups and has been there forever to just ship him off, at least give him a heads up and figure it out and have it kind of like not just be such a surprise for him and his family. 
I was like, man, Leafs go get Jonathan Quick. Like, I don't know if that would help you at all at this point, but there's yeah. uh, there's, there's a well, certain couple holes. Yeah. Well, what about? Yeah, I don't know what the financial ramifications are of getting Jonathan Quick there, but boy, I, I like the I like right. the way you think. But what about the Rangers? Like, they went from here to here. Patrick Kane can only help, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, there seems to be something going on with the Rangers today, debuting a uh, new guy. Um, only thing that anyone can talk about, of course, very big news, Patrick Kane coming to the Rangers. And it was one of the worst kept secrets when we started to see all the pieces fall into place. And you saw when they got Tarasenko, his words about really kind of wanting to be a Ranger, right? And so Patrick Kane really was a part of this facilitating this trade deal. You can look at Chris Drury and what he was able to do with certain assets and offloading cap space and that's kind of stuff all over the three teams involved, like all that. But Patrick Kane had to be behind this in, in a big way. And so you worry, I was just looking now, the, the Rangers have $1,608 in cap space, which is basically like my bank account right now. So I was like, that is real tough when you are looking down the stretch at potential injuries that could happen. They've really been lucky with not having to have a whole lot of injuries this year on, you know, whether it's forwards or it's the defense as well, except for now at this moment, they're dealing with the fact that they haven't been able to call up an emergency call up for defense. Cause Ryan Lindgren being out and Keandre Miller with his suspension. So the league has said no to that. In the CBA, they are allowed to have an emergency call because they don't have enough. They can't dress enough defensemen. So they're waiting on a response. I saw on Twitter that Vince Mercagliano from USA Today and Loha.com said that the Rangers already knew that Lindgren was going to be out and they decided not to call up anyone because of the whole cap situation. So perhaps they might be being you know scolded for how they acted in that way who knows it's very complicated but i'm sure that the league will address it at some point but right now you're in this this like house of cards situation where it's like wow you've got one of the best players in the world who has been playing so well but you've got literally no room to mess up and you've got a very short window they can't sign him to an extension I saw that Greg Wyshynski was tweeting about Patrick Kane says he's not sure if he's going to sign an extension. You got $1,608. Like, Patrick Kane's not staying for pennies. I mean, obviously, they'll have more space. Things will happen. They need to sign Keandre. What happens with Alexi Lafreniere? But this is like, this is one of those, gosh, what did you, you, you put? It's like fantasy, right? Like, you, you've got, you, you, you put, put it all on red. Like, let's just see. It's either going to work yeah. or it's not going to work at all. It's, it's literally one or, one or the other right now. And so as Rangers fans, talking with a lot of my friends, and my boyfriend's a massive Rangers fan, you can kind of see it. At, we have a Henrik Lundqvist practice stick up there. Everyone's a little mm -hmm. bit on edge because it's exciting, but it's also like we could have just really salvaged any kind of future. Well, gamble big, you win big. You know what I mean? Or lose big, <laughs> but at least you're in it. Yeah, what, what uh, usually JSP, happens, always I don't great. know. I've, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, thanks for this. Enjoy the rest of the trade deadline stuff, and we'll do it again soon here, hopefully in the playoffs. Appreciate it. Always great to talk with you, Rod. Thanks. Julie Stewart-Bings from Sportsnet New York joining us from the Big Apple. we got a sports update and audience uh, takeover coming up next. 
Serena Taylor and Scott Laughlin in hour two. Big hockey day today on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because it's a heave-ho. hi Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? Through slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. We got to go quick here, uh, but I'd like to get to as many of your messages and comments as possible. 902-518-3033. I'm loving the uh, the uh, the curling debate from earlier. The curling Canada rules are gray, shocking over how many imports you can have on your team as we approach the Briar, which gets going, what, tomorrow in London, Ontario? John Ohm, one of our P1s from Winnipeg, writes in, he goes, I live in Winnipeg and work for a company from Toronto. It's 2023, boys and girls. It's about happiness, uh, not handcuffing the athletes and the employees. And I know Serena Taylor, who will be with us next hour, will have some thoughts on all of this. Uh, sports update on this Thursday. The Boston Bruins were already on pace for the best record in NHL history when they added toughness and depth for what they hope will be a long playoff run. Now GM Don Sweeney has helped secure the team's future, too. The Bruins signed all-star forward David Pasternak to an eight-year contract extension today that will pay him $90 million, the sixth richest deal in NHL history. From the dub... Wednesday night, Brandon Lazowski and Igor Sidorev each scored two goals as the Saskatoon Blades earned a 5-2 victory over the Red Deer Rebels. Thank you, uh, Blades, for accepting my joshing of you today about the all-time attendance record. That was nice of you not to strike, strike back. <laughs> In Medicine Hat, Oasis Weisblatt had two goals and two assists to lead the Tigers in taking down the number one overall Winnipeg Ice 6-4. In Prince George, Mazden Leslie netted a hat-trick to power the Vancouver Giants to a 6-2 win over PG. In Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Ryland Boers, uh, Roarsma had a hat-trick. Anthony Wilson had a goal and two helpers. And the Brandon Wheat things upset the Moose Jaw Warriors 7-3. And Carson Golder had a hat-trick and one assist. Andrew Crystal added a hat-trick of his own. 
and the Kelowna Rockets top the Spokane Chiefs 7-4. World number one John Rahm headlines a strong field at the PGA's Arnold Palmer invita uh, Invitational. Defending champion and world number two Scotty Scheffer also tees off in a $20 million event at Bay Hill today. The Canadian contingent includes Adam Svensson, Taylor Pendrith, McKenzie Hughes, Corey Connors, and Adam Hadwin. This sports update brought to you by Last Minute of Play in Hour 1. Brought to you by... Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, 80 for Brady. It's inspired by the true story of four best friends living life to the fullest when they take a wild trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their hero, Tom Edward Brady, play. Starring Academy Award winner Lily Tomlin, Academy Award winner Jane Fonda, Academy Award winner Rita Moreno, Academy Award winner Sally Field. Okay, we get it. Produced by seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. Check it out this weekend. Landmark Cinemas, 80 for Brady. Uh, John Ohm. Oh, man. We got to write these down. Ohm, do you honestly think Connor McDavid will be an order forever? Woo! Going to talk about that. Lots of things coming up after this brief break on Game Plus and WQE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.